Welcome to the President's Podcast at Austin Community College. I am Jessica Vess, joined here by ACC President and CEO, Dr. Richard Rhodes. Good morning. Good morning, Jessica. Today we're here to focus on really one of the most innovative spaces, I think, at ACC, the Accelerator. Joining us today is Jenny Bragdon, a student in the Accelerator once upon a time, a couple of years ago. She kind of experienced what that whole lab was about. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. We also have Carolyn Reed, our Department Chair of Mathematics here at ACC. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. You know, and just for those who might be listening who aren't familiar with the Accelerator, the Accelerator is a large open lab. It's 32,000 square feet in the former J.C. Penney's uh, <laughs> at the Highland Campus. And so you can kind of point out where you used to buy shoes, you know, women's shoes or, you know. Um, and it has 604 computer stations uh, in it. Uh, and so my only uh, ask when the faculty came back and said this is kind of what we need to do is, uh, you know, we're Texas. And so we have to be the largest not only in the nation but in the galaxy and so this is the largest learning lab of its kind in the galaxy you know we brought these guests in today because really one of the big success points and when accelerator first launched was introducing a new way of learning and we saw a lot of success with that with introducing developmental mathematics we did and, and you know the accelerator was kind of the brainchild of our math department uh, going out and looking at uh, like um, Virginia Tech and how they used uh, something similar to that but uh, our math faculty put it together and said you know this is what really makes sense for Austin Community College uh, and this is what we would like to provide to our students and and so I really just uh, you know take my hat off to our math department uh, for being bold and courageous because you, you know anytime you you move away from the way you've been delivering something um, it it's it's a courageous action uh, and so our math department and so Carolyn thank you for taking leadership and, and your predecessor and and making things happen like this to, to open it up uh, to students so our main focus, kind of the reason that we did what we did, is we were looking, we saw a lot of students in developmental math who were in the traditional sequence and they would get stuck. Like they would either get stuck or they would be in a course where they, they knew everything except for maybe a few topics. And so some students were getting kind of stuck in a Groundhog Day situation where they would get halfway through and then have to retake the course. And some were going, you know, could have gone faster, but we just didn't have the ability for them to do so. And so we were looking at something where we really could look at each individual student and where what they knew and what they didn't know and just focus on what they didn't know with the goal of getting them through faster. And that's uh, exactly what happened for me. I was uh, 22 years out of high school going back and obviously did not remember any of my uh, <laughs> math that I learned in high school. So I needed to retake all of that before I could take college algebra. Um, and the accelerator really allowed me to take three semesters worth of work and do it in two. Um, and it also took all of the pressure of uh, the fear of, I don't remember this, how am I going to do? Because it, the computer, uh, program it's just review 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 and it, it made it that much easier uh, to to work faster I guess if that makes sense and you had an exceptional opportunity 
Just by happenstance. Yes, just by happenstance. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us what happened to you. Yeah, uh, Professor Vance had um, called and asked if I would be uh, interested in participating in um, giving a tour to some officials. We didn't know who they were going to be or didn't um, say and demonstrating the software uh, at the accelerator. And so it turned out to be Undersecretary of um, Education and Dr. Jill Biden, uh, who came to tour and we got to meet and have, uh, we got to participate in a round table discussion and um, just chatted uh, for a while, which was just such a delight uh, to get to meet both of them. They were both incredibly, just genuine and kind people. And then some months later, after I finished the accelerator program and had actually just finished taking my college algebra course, I got a call from Dr. Biden's assistant just saying that Dr. Biden wanted to check in to see how I was doing um, and that you know she had, I had made an impression and she had reminded her of herself because she also went back to school after having children to finish her degree. Um, And uh, I thought, wow, these are great politicians. (laughs) They must do this to everybody they meet, right? They (laughs) they check in. Yeah, taking notes and remembered me, wow. Um, And we had like a 45 minute conversation, which was just really, I thought that was amazing. And then about a month and a half later, I got uh, another call uh, saying that Dr. Biden wanted to invite me to be her guest at the State of the Union. So President Obama's final State of the Union. Uh, and it was such an incredible honor to get to go. And I got to meet President Obama and uh, for the First Lady, um, who are just amazing. Uh, and uh, got to meet a bunch of other <laughs> amazing people who were also guests at the State of the Union. Um, and that was uh, certainly an experience of a lifetime. <laughs> So I want to take it back to how that experience formulated, Mm -hmm. um, and it was through your experience in the Accelerator, but your success through that. And so take us back to what it felt like when you first walked into that space. You know, personally, I really loved the, the lab was so large, I felt anonymous. It was like, oh, I can hide here and just do my head down and do my work, which um, I appreciated the idea of because um, not only was I 22 years out of high school at the time, but I had also been homeschooled and also because of that kind of taught myself math and was never sure I got it. You know, uh, right, even though we, you know, we had to take the SATs and all of that kind of stuff to it. It it was intimidating to join a formal classroom experience. So this was kind of almost like a a bridge between the two. It was a formal classroom, but it was also very informal. And uh, Professor Vance was uh, my teacher there, and she was just so welcoming and warm and helpful anytime you had issues. Um, so, you know, the first experience was like, oh good, I can just keep a low profile. And, and I, I felt like I did in a, a lot of ways, I just did my work and the, and the work was actually so easy, made easy by the program and um, so enjoyable. 
And that's actually, I believe, how it came about was Professor Vance was kind of checking in with me and I was just like, oh, this is great. I'm having fun. Math is, <laughs> like, it's so, it's so easy. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and she was saying, like, well, maybe you should be a math teacher. And I was like, well, I'm open to that. Uh, <laughs> um, and so that was, I think, what uh, had me on her radar for that. Um, and I, you know, I was able to witness other people who would sit at a table of like four people, each of us at our own computers, and I was able to witness, uh, you know, various struggles and successes. Um, and, you know, my takeaway was, as with all things, it's what you put into it is what you're right. going to get out of it. And the accelerator just puts that power in the student's hand. Um, so if they're motivated and willing to put in the work, then the, there's, you know, no, no limits there. So it's uh, it, it's it's pretty neat, isn't it? It is. It's beautiful. It's high tech. Yeah. Of course, I have to say, like, I didn't know any different because this was my first experience with yeah. ACC, and I was like, "Ooh, ACC is fancy." <laughs> 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 um, but the accelerator is just—it's yeah. so beautiful. It, it is. It's like a giant hangar. It is what it, it kind of felt like an airplane hangar, um, but with computer stations. And then you have your um, the tutors set up in various uh, locations, and the little cup with a light, or you yeah. know, it was just a, a colored cup, a, a tinted cup that means yeah. you need help, and a tutor will come and help you. Um, yeah. So that's uh, it's really streamlined. Very, uh, very state of the art technology. Yeah, that with that little with plastic that little plastic cup. cup. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and you don't know what kind of cup that is, do you? No. It's a it's a it's called a bomber cup. Really. And so that is some of them disappear because some students know what they're used for. <laughs> You know, that's, that's where you put uh, alcohol in the center, mm -hmm. uh, some drink, and then beer around the outside. Or whatever uh, your preference yeah, or for whatever, this yeah, type of yeah. bomber Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> we don't allow that in our uh, accelerator. <laughs> Not during, <laughs> while, while you're doing math and sipping on a, <laughs> a bomber. <laughs> <laughs> might make it very so, enjoyable, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> might not learn much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so. know, it does speak to the what, what you've said, and 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 the sentiment you've shared, Dr. Rhodes, is is the impression this space has had just in one year time span, from 2015 to 16, we had over 13,000 students visit that space, and we've gone beyond mathematics to other programs in this area. Uh, you know, Carolyn, I'm really interested in your perspective on why you think this works as, as someone on the faculty side of this, seeing, seeing how it's impacting students. You know, we've heard Jenny's personal experience, but you, you see it happening over and over again. Well, one thing, so from a student perspective, one thing we've heard from several students is they feel anonymous and it makes them feel more comfortable instead of being like the one person in class who doesn't know what the, the professor's talking about. But it's so, it, you can be anonymous, yet you're not because one part of this course that's different than a traditional course is it's a lot more, the faculty are a lot more intrusive. Like the faculty, you will develop one-on-one -on -one relationships with every single student because you can do that. And so, you know, the faculty are checking in with you, like um, doing advising, like what are you majoring in? You know, what, what do you need next? Is this where you need to be? And, you know, even if the student's just sitting there, like Jenny was doing, just doing your, you know, just working. You're still checking in, like, so are you doing okay? I can see on this program that, you know, you've you've missed this problem x number of times, and it seems like you're struggling. So, there's a lot more personal connection, even though you feel anonymous. So it's an interesting mix. And then, 
along with the faculty, we have several faculty, several classes going on at the same time. So the faculty work as like as a team. And so often say, you know, in your course, no one really, everyone's doing fine, but you see a lot of cups up in this other course, the faculty will kind of cross over into other um, classes. And that works really well because it's more of a team. And then you have the tutors coming in. We also have the academic coaches who um, students can talk with about issues, you know, not related to math, just, just life and issues with school and how you deal with those things. So it's the combination in the team, I think, works really well and it's very different. It's very different from being in a classroom or your own kind of isolated unit. Well, and also that gives, uh, I think, the professors, uh, members of the faculty, uh, time to see who's struggling with what. Mm -hmm. Like you had mentioned, there were times when um, Professor Vance and then the professor that I took a, 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 the, the following semester with would say, okay, I've got five people who seem to be stuck on this one thing. Do we want to have a uh, get together in a side room and go over fractions or something like that. Anybody who wants to join in can. And so that was also really helpful because there were times when I was struggling with something or wasn't, and I, but I thought, why not go on in and learn a little bit more? Um, and so that's also helpful. Um, it's almost like takes the, the teaching, the, the pressure of teaching absolutely everything on the course away from the professor so that the professor gets to actually be a tutor. In a way, yeah. does that sound right? Yeah, to you? you can actually help the student with what they need help with mm -hmm. instead of just kind of covering yeah. everything and hoping they get it. You can see, like you said, fractions—that's mm -hmm. a big one. You can you can really—it's it, a lot more fluid. You can say, okay, we're really going to focus on this, and then we're going to get it because we're going to spend some time on it instead of spending you know the same amount of time we spend on everything else. We can really focus on this, bring everyone together, and um, I think that fluidity and that kind of. Um, you don't have, it's not as strict on what you're covering. I think that works really well for faculty. It's like just-in-time help. Yeah, it's, just. it's, it's, you can, you can yeah. be a little more innovative and, and um, it's a little more free-form than a general class yeah. with students yeah. also. You know, and oftentimes what happens in a, in a regular classroom is those who need the most, the help the most, are the least likely to ask for it. Yes, they're very quiet. <laughs> yeah. I, w I was one of those yeah. at one time. <laughs> Sit in the back of the class and hope nobody ever calls on you. But uh, but here, uh, this, when, you, when you're kind of working at your own pace and you know you need some help and you put that cup up there uh, and you get it immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, and that makes all the difference in the world because you know oftentimes in, in uh, typical class you, you might you're not going to ask that question and you walk away and maybe two days later and you've forgotten even what the question was or you know what the what the area was that you were struggling with. Right. They keep throwing in review questions and so if you maybe got something right but you struggled with it but then forgot it it's going to give you that to remember you know to make you remember or relearn. Yeah. I, I do remember one uh, one time struggling with something getting some help working through it and then coming back and it was on my review list and I couldn't get it again and this time when I put my cup up I got a different person came over and they explained it in a way that suddenly the, my light bulb went mm -hmm. off and I was like then I got it and so that's another thing about getting to a benefit of getting help from different faculty mm -hmm. members is everybody has their own way of doing things right. and you can just figure out which way works for you. Right. 
And we, you know, one of the things, uh, concerns is whenever you do something new, you have a new strategy or initiative is, after a period of time, is it making a difference? Does it work? And so we, we have partnered with a company called Civitas Learning, uh, and they assist us with uh, providing degree map, but also a product called Alum. And Alum is, is a big data source that, uh, you know, you can use what they call predictive-based um, propensity score matching and a statistical process to evaluate because we can't do a true research um, where you have, uh, you know, a set group of people and then you look at another group of people side by side. Um, and so they use this process to evaluate like type of students and identify who the like type students are. And then uh, those who have been um, participating in the accelerator versus those who don't. And did it make a lift in persistence? And, you know, and so looking at um, the evaluation of that, for those who are at the most risk, the highest risk students, uh, which are first generation, usually low income students, those are the two high risk categories. Those students had almost an 18 percentage point lift if they use the accelerator. Mm -hmm. And just across the board for any student, uh, it was like uh, over a 6% lift. Um, but for students, specifically in developmental mathematics, uh, for full-time DevEd students, it was a 9% lift. But for part-time DevEd students, it was even higher. It was a 14% lift in persistence. Wow. And so it's, so now, you know, we, we've tried something. We started it in 2014, and then 2015-16, uh, we, we did a step back and we evaluated, is it working? Uh, and it, it seems to be. So then our strategy as the college is, okay, we need to implement this in more locations so students don't have to come just to the one uh, Highland campus. So we've built this into uh, the new campus that's going in in Leander, the San Gabriel campus will have a large uh, accelerator. The Rio Grande campus that's under construction, will be under construction shortly, will have a large accelerator also. And the Round Rock campus will have a large accelerator. So we're trying to, to create these now. Um, you find something that works and you try to replicate that uh, at the various campuses and give all students the opportunity. So I do have a question. Carolyn, were you born a math genius or how did you get interested in math? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was not, well, I, did, I was not born a genius. Um, I, I was always, I was interested in a lot of things and I still am, but I was always really intrigued. Um, the a thing that I think I like about math is the puzzle, solving a puzzle aspect of it. And um, often I was one of those students who would not do something like the really short way that you're supposed to do it. I would go down some weird meandering path, but I'd get to the answer and I was doing correct things. And so um, I, just, I just think, you know, that kind of, and that's why math I think is important to teach everyone is just teaching you how to solve problems and solve yeah. puzzles and solve like, there's this problem we have, here's what we know, how do we use it to solve it? And that's really what you do with math. So it was that strive to yes. solve problems, which has gone well into being department chair. It's a lot of yes. <laughs> and now you, and you practice that every day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Jenny, I understand you want to be a teacher. Yes, I do. And so where are you on your path now? Well, I am starting this fall. I've been accepted to UMass Amherst's uh, University Without Walls program, so I'll be uh, working with them. I have, as of my the end of this summer course, uh, essentially completed my freshman year. Um, of course, credits can you know change right. and all of that. So. Um, I'm not going full time, uh, but my hope is that between taking courses in the summer, uh, uh, that I would be able to finish within three to four years, which was not even in sight when I started. It was like, right. this is going to take me like 12 years taking one <laughs> course at a time. Uh, but things have changed, and so it's, it's really wonderful. Um, and then my hope is to begin teaching and simultaneously working on my master's degree. Um, and my ultimate, my original goal was to become a reading specialist, but uh, we'll see what happens. And now I'm interested in possibly teaching math, certainly science and biology. That's, uh, I'm a, a massage therapist, so I've taken a lot of anatomy, physiology, all of that. That's always been interesting to me. So uh, now I just see I might be willing to teach other subjects. Um, and, and as far as math goes, I, I agree with Carolyn that it is really about problem solving and that anyone can learn math and everyone should be able to learn math. It's not uh, you're good at math or you're not. Right. It's everyone needs to learn it and can. It's just finding out how they learn. Mm -hmm. Right. Getting rid of the barriers. A lot of students yeah. have um, Maybe barriers because they, they didn't learn a lot in the past, and they also have um, psychological barriers mm -hmm. with math. And I think that's one big thing in the accelerator is the way the space is and, and the, the kind of the team you're working with. And you can be anonymous, but you can't hide. That aspect really helps with that um, psychological change and attitude towards math. That's one thing that we saw when we were gathering the qualitative data from the students mm -hmm. is the attitude change. And that's that's a huge that's half of it right there, you know. Right. <laughs> if you can change your attitude and think, yeah. well, I really, I really can do this, then you can. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of students kind of um, convince us themselves they can't, and then therefore they yeah. don't. Yeah. So. You know, and one of the advantages uh, in the accelerator too is the fact, you know, in a in the formal classroom setting, you know, class starts at eight o'clock, and you've got to get out by nine o'clock because there's another class coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, and the great th one of the great things about the accelerator is come in early, stay late, um, work as long as you want, uh, bring your lunch, bring your coffee, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, but uh, students who really want to work hard, you were talking about that earlier, Jenny, mm -hmm. is if, if they have the will to work hard, they can move as fast as their potential. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, you know, having that advantage, and then Carolyn, you talked a little bit about the academic coaches too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we first opened it up, we didn't have academic coaches. Um, we didn't realize that was one of the, the needs. And then quickly, I think probably within that first year, we saw, okay, it's not always the curriculum itself that gets in the way. There are other things uh, that get in the way of a student's persistence. And so providing then academic coaches that are there to, again, just-in-time help mm -hmm. and working with the faculty to identify, you know, here, here's a student that's really been working. They've been here a lot, but they're not making progress. Mm -hmm. what's, what's the problem? 
and oftentimes you know, poor study habits or um, you know who knows but but that's what the academic coaches are there for the whole concept of the accelerator and the type of learning that goes on there has really garnered a lot of attention, not just in Central Texas, not even just the state, but nationally and internationally too. I think it's, it's because uh, all of us in higher education have been struggling with uh, mathematics. Uh, that students who, who test into developmental mathematics, um, there's, there's an issue, there's a problem that happens whether it is psychological or, or whatever, but, um, but we haven't been successful um, across the board and make, been making great strides uh, in, in eliminating um, disparity gaps in mathematics. And so trying to find what works, and this isn't, you know, this isn't the silver bullet. Um, but it's, but it's a part of the piece of the puzzle that, uh, you know, students, different students learn in different ways. And, you know, for some students, a, you know, a structured classroom is what they need. But for other students, uh, it's this type of an environment they really need. And so it's, it's finding what, it, you know, what's the right mix uh, and not, not saying let's just go 100% with the accelerator. Uh, because that's not going to work by itself either. It's looking at and, and providing multiple types of opportunities for students to see what learning pathway is best for students um, and then making sure that we have those uh, services and support systems there to, to help the students. Um, well, one thing that's interesting about that place is, for one, I'm always surprised at how quiet it is. For how you know, it's a huge space full of a lot of people, and I'm like, how is this so quiet? It's always there's a kind of a murmur, but it's quiet, and it feels it's it, there's a lot of energy in there when you walk in, even though you know everyone's sitting at computers. There's just you can just kind of feel some energy, and um, and everything is brought to students instead of saying oh you need to go to the learning lab and get some help in your class oh wait they're right here we can just bring them over or you need to go talk to someone and figure out how to do learn how to like manage your time and, and study better oh wait i can bring this person right here we've even brought some student services people over we, we have people helping them register in that space so it's kind of um, making it as easy as possible for them to get all the support they need and I think that's one big piece of it and um, we see students stay we've structured our classes to where there's a, a buffer of time in between they're not back-to-back -back so that students can come early and sit in the same spot and then stay in that spot after and then instruct the professors have their office hours in the accelerator so that's again they don't have to get up and leave and go somewhere um, but I think that, that, that energy that kind of makes them want to just hang out there, and, and I don't know exactly why, but we see students hanging out there just all day. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're going to get more done, even if they don't want to, just staring, you know, in that space. Well, I guess I'll do some homework. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think, you know, the, the space, there's a lot about the space and the, even the architecture of the space and what's going on in the space, and then the fact that the students have everything kind of at their fingertips there. It's, and I think, you know, um, to your other question earlier is <clears throat> when other universities and colleges take a look at the data and the results um, that we've been able to produce, 
they really get interested. And, and so I, there's probably not a week that goes by that we don't have a visitation from either another college, a university, or somebody who's really interested in uh, how is ACC making a difference, such a dramatic difference mm -hmm. in persistence rates uh, and success rates uh, in mathematics. Uh, and so there's a, there's a strong interest, growing interest. And you know, one of the things that, we, that I was concerned about at, at first is how will, how will the faculty like this? How will they like teaching in this type of a space? Because it's very different. Uh, and Carolyn, you talked a lot about um, you know, the teamwork and, and how they work together. How, um, how have you seen that over the past three years, uh, the faculty response to this? Well, we had, we had some who were really excited to just go ahead, you know, just like anything new, we had some who were like, I want to try this. This sounds really interesting, and they dove into it. So it was kind of, you know, we had some and then who were willing to try it the first time. And then the kind of talking to some others, we have more and more who are interested. Most of our faculty who teach it decide they want to teach it again, including our adjuncts. Um, it's not for everyone, though. Like, some faculty have no interest in doing it, and that's fine. Um, but there was initially a fear that the computers were going to take over yeah. for faculty, yeah. you know, because this program, like you're saying, the program's teaching you everything, but then what we've seen is without the faculty, it wouldn't work because right. you really need that support. And then as a faculty member, you can actually do the things that you like to do, which is sit down and like explain something to someone and help them and show them how to get from point A to point B. And so we've seen the interest increase quite a bit from the beginning again just like anything new and kind of yeah. the attitude there was a lot of fear at first about like what is this going to do and that's you know it's not taking the the faculty away right. <laughs> they're actually right. even more important in this situation so yeah. um, it, it's evolved and it's kind of been interesting too because you know while it was designed specifically for mathematics uh, it really developmental mathematics uh, as other faculty kind of mm -hmm. walk through them and they hear about this interesting place called the Accelerator mm -hmm. and so you know they kind of wander in there and look at what's going on and so all of a sudden we've got other disciplines throughout the college that are saying you know I think we could utilize uh, this space to teach this course and whether it's motion graphics or uh, I was even in there the other day and uh, it was a film uh, right. class and so you think, you know, how, you know, for theater and film, how, how do you use the accelerator for that? But what they were doing is, is they're using, um, you know, technology to show the different uh, delivery styles of different actors uh, side by side. Uh, and so it's really, really interesting on how faculty are, are saying, hey, this is a unique space that may, you know, my course, whether it's developmental reading, writing, uh, or motion graphics and, or a technology class, uh, it really can work well in here and I can kind of dedicate more time uh, with individual students uh, and assist them than I could in a, in a typical classroom. And, and you know, it all comes back to the success of the student and their ability to succeed afterward. It was an interesting um, change from being accelerator and just feeling like I was totally in charge to then going to a classroom where we had very traditional uh, you know professor and um, 
I was sent home with the book, and I was like, I have to figure this out myself. <laughs> Where's my computer program? <laughs> uh, and so it was a challenge, yeah. but I think from having come from such success with the accelerator um, and knowing that, no, I, I'm not bad at this, just because I'm not getting something or, or I can't make sense of a certain chapter in my algebra book doesn't mean that I can't learn it, uh, where I think it might be easier if I hadn't had that experience, um, to shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, where instead, I just said, okay, time to go visit the learning lab. And so I would, I spent time working uh, with tutors at the learning lab until they, you know, until I got something, if whenever I struggled. And then also uh, got together with um, a fellow student and we worked um, together and I kind of won the lottery with that because her uh, fiance was a, a, an algebra teacher at a high school. <laughs> so, so he started meeting with us and yeah. it was, uh, so it was great, you know, and um, got through the class, you know, with high marks. So, uh, and that just going from a success helps you know that you're going to succeed and not just even have to get through something but can actually succeed in it. Yeah. That's, you know, you mentioned something there about getting together with other students mm -hmm. and studying. And, and one of the neat things about the Accelerator, too, is having those individual study rooms where, and, and you know, it amazes me to walk through there and see a, a group of about five students in a, one of those rooms. And one of them's up writing on a board and, you know, and demonstrating and, and to see the, the interaction among students mm -hmm. uh, helping each other nice. uh, through this. Yeah, that's really, uh, and I experienced that in Accelerator as well. I, there was, uh, I got to witness one young woman who was really struggling and, and wasn't, um, her major didn't require her to finish uh, or to go as far with the Accelerator as I did. And, and so I got to witness, you know, I, I got to help her some, other people got to help her. Um, the faculty, at one point I remember, one faculty member being like, you only have to reach this this percentage point and then you can you know then you can move forward with other classes so once you reach this I think it was uh, she had to get so many pieces of her pie you know mm -hmm. was, um, right. and to be able to transfer on and it it I think she I don't know if she would have stayed with it if she hadn't had that kind of team mm -hmm. helping and cheering her on and showing you know you just have to get here and then you can move on to something that you are interested in um, and so that was also really neat to see, like, that it yeah. helped it, yeah. it, someone who, who maybe wasn't going to go on and major in math, but <laughs> <laughs> it was helping her, her get where she needed to get. Until you actually visit it uh, and step foot in the accelerator, um, you have no idea uh, of how promising it is for the future. Uh, I was over there this morning uh, for a meeting, and I walked in, and Curtis who, uh, who, is <laughs> who is in charge of that lab, is just a bundle of energy uh, <laughs> that I, you know, I swear I walk in there and you need, if you need a lift for the day, just <laughs> talk to Curtis. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's an amazing environment uh, for our students uh, and it is producing success. Uh, and it's giving people like Jenny uh, hope for the future and the ability to teach mathematics, even though maybe you never had that <laughs> desire before. <laughs> exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, before we leave it, I would like 
to ask Carolyn one more uh, question, and, and that has to do with, you know, the, the future of mathematics and the way that we teach mathematics and by discipline and, and taking a look at, are there multiple pathway, math pathways uh, for students, depending on what their major is? You know, my major was accounting, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so what I have found that helps me the most is statistics. Is, is that the future, you think, is multiple math pathways? It is definitely. I mean, it's something that we've been doing here at ACC, and it's a big push nationwide. I think recently I heard something on NPR in um, California. They're talking about getting removing intermediate algebra from requirements. Like there, it's a college-level course, I think. But um, it, it's definitely a big push nationwide by the math organizations, but you know, in here, and it's really getting students to take a math course, a college-level math course that actually is useful and relevant to what they're learning. And that is not most likely algebra. Algebra is really for students who are going on to calculus, STEM essentially. Fields. Yeah, yeah, STEM yeah. fields. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a big push, and we've taken that down into the developmental level and kind of looked at you know whether they're going towards a, a, what we call a STEM degree or a non-STEM, and we have right. different ways for them to get to both places. And that's one way that we've seen an immense amount of success because um, there's no reason for someone to sit and learn all this algebra when they really need to learn statistics. And right. um, honestly, I think statistics is useful for everyone because statistics are everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. And can be used and abused. Yes, uh, yeah, it's very good to be aware of how easily easy to manipulate. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, again, I want to say thank you, but uh, I think you can, you can hear from the voices from Jenny and Carolyn that uh, Math of the Future is in good hands. <laughs> and so thank you for joining us today with our, with our second uh, podcast. Thank you, thank you. Dr. Thank Rhodes, you. Jenny and Carolyn. This has been the President's Podcast.